Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Acts. Today is episode 288. We're looking at Acts chapter 19, verses 1 through 7. Let's read our passage. While Apollos was in Corinth, Paul traveled through the interior regions and came to Ephesus. He found some disciples and asked them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? No, they told him, we haven't even heard there is a Holy Spirit. Into what then were you baptized, he asked them. Into John's baptism, they replied. Paul said, John baptized with a baptism of repentance, telling the people that they should believe in the one who would come after him, that is, in Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized into the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they began to speak in tongues and to prophesy. Now, there were about 12 men in all. Well, this is uh, toward the beginning of Paul's third missionary journey. Paul has uh, started traveling. He left Antioch, and we saw uh, the encounter between Apollos with Priscilla and Aquila. And it was noted that uh, Apollos had been baptized in John's baptism. Now, he knew enough to be a believer but he had some big gaps in his theology and his understanding of the gospel where Priscilla and Aquila fixed the, filled in the gaps and then sent him to Corinth. Now we pick it up in Acts 19 verse 1. While Apollo was in Corinth, Paul traveled through the interior regions and came to Ephesus. The interior regions refers to away from the seacoast where the main trade route was along the more southern towns in the modern area of Turkey. But Paul took the the northern route, uh, what they would call Upper Phrygia, and he's heading straight for Ephesus. So he gets to Ephesus, and it says, He found some disciples and asked them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Now, there's a lot of questions here, and we just have to face it. There, there's a lot of questions, so we got to be careful about making two definitive statements on here. So he found some disciples. Disciples of who? And, you know, turns out that they received John the Baptist's baptism. Are they disciples of John the Baptist, or are they disciples of Jesus? Normally, when Luke says disciples, he means disciples of Jesus. However, the context here would imply that they're really not fully disciples of Jesus. So we'd be careful about making too strong of a statement either way here. Perhaps they think they're disciples of Jesus, but they really don't know. And so he asked them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? They think they're believers, but the question is, what do they actually believe? And Paul obviously recognizes there's something off with these guys. So he doesn't just uh, greet them and say, hey, you guys are believers. You guys are disciples of Jesus. Uh, He he recognizes there's something wrong here. And so he's specifically probing, asking, and he asks about the Holy Spirit because maybe that's what he recognizes is these guys don't have the Holy Spirit. So he asked, did you receive the Holy Spirit? No, they told him. We haven't even heard there is a Holy Spirit. So these guys got a major gap. Now, we didn't have complete information on Apollos and and his situation, but it seemed that he actually had the Holy Spirit. He had some deficiencies in knowledge, 
but he seemed to have the Holy Spirit. Where these guys don't even know there is a Holy Spirit. The big difference is that Apollos had been instructed in the, the way. Apollos had been instructed in the gospel. He was just missing some uh, key elements there. Where these guys apparently don't know much about the gospel. They know what John had told. And so, do you have the Holy Spirit? What's a Holy Spirit? And so, Paul asked him in verse 3, Into what then were you baptized? He asked them. Into John's baptism, they replied. Now, what do we make of this? Well, they're obviously following the pattern, the teaching, the ministry of John the Baptist. Now, that was 25 years earlier. Perhaps these guys had actually been baptized by John the Baptist way back then. Or is there an actual John the Baptist ministry that's still going on? People who uh, became followers, disciples of John the Baptist, but never made that transition to Christianity and are running around preaching the teachings of John the Baptist. So verse 4, Paul said, John baptized with a baptism of repentance, telling the people that they should believe in the one who would come after him, that is, in Jesus. So Paul's pointing out that John the Baptist was a transitional figure. He was the one proclaiming the way of the coming Messiah. He was the one proclaiming the, the one who is yet to come. John the Baptist was baptizing people for repentance, that is to show their sinfulness, their need for a savior, and that the the coming one is the savior. Well, they apparently believed that they're sinners and they were baptized as a way of repentance, but being baptized repenting of sin apart from faith in Jesus Christ as a savior, that's just religion. There's no salvation in that. So while Luke uses the term disciples, there's followers, followers of a group. But are these guys actual believers in Christ? No, absolutely not. At least the the way it appears is that uh, they were baptized and, and they repented of their sins. That is, they were sorry they were sinners, but there was no faith in the salvation through Jesus Christ. So verse 5, when they heard this, they were baptized into the name of the Lord Jesus. Now, there was probably a whole lot more than what we read in these few verses here. Then uh, I'm sure Paul follows up with the gospel. All that stuff they haven't heard yet. All the stuff about the, the ministry of Jesus, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. What happened the day of Pentecost. All this, I'm sure Paul told them. That's what they heard. And so they became believers, and Paul baptized them in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then verse 6, And when Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they began to speak in tongues and to prophesy. Now there are about 12 men in all. This is the third instance in the book of Acts where we see the gift of tongues associated with the, the Holy Spirit. And it's the fourth time we actually see the giving of the Holy Spirit or the receipt of the Holy Spirit in in this public group way like this. It's always been a sign. In in Acts chapter 2, the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came upon the believers and they were already believers and it came as a sign to authenticate 
what God had done, to authenticate what God was doing, that the followers of Christ, the disciples of Jesus Christ, were the people of God. So, And it was a sign for the Jews. These signs are always for the Jews. You know, we're told in the Bible that the Jews demand a sign in 1 Corinthians. And so these signs that God gives are signs for the Jewish people, sometimes for Jewish Christians, and sometimes just for the Jews in general. So that was the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2. Then in Acts chapter 8, we had the Samaritans receiving the Holy Spirit. And again, that was a sign, a sign for the Jewish Christians in Jerusalem that Samaritans, these half-Jewish, half-Gentile people, could become followers of Christ. So it was a crossing a, a racial barrier there. Then in Acts chapter 10, we had Cornelius and his friends and family coming to Christ and the Holy Spirit coming upon them. And then they spoke in tongues like it happened in Acts chapter 2, the day of Pentecost. And again, this was a sign, God's endorsement that Gentiles could become followers of Christ. Another uh, jump of a racial barrier. Then we have here in Acts 19, where this receiving of the Holy Spirit, authenticated by the speaking in tongues, to this group, and it's a, an odd group. It's Jews who think they're believers. They really aren't believers. They're followers of what they think maybe they got from John the Baptist, and they're in Ephesus. They're far away from Judea in Jerusalem. And so what's the sign here? And I don't think there's a simple answer for this, but it is a sign regardless because these are Jews. They're Jews in the diaspora. That is the scattered Jews scattered around the world in the Greek world. They are followers or have accepted the message they think from John the Baptist. And they may not have even been accepted in the main synagogue in Ephesus. Luke specifically points out there are about 12 of them. Point being, there was enough of them to actually form their own synagogue. Perhaps this was their own synagogue of these Jewish people who were followers of John the Baptist. And so they kind of are their own special little population. But the whole point here is the giving of the Holy Spirit, which everyone receives the Holy Spirit, when they come to Christ, but this dramatic, uh, miraculous sign of the speaking in tongues is the Holy Spirit providing a sign, a sign for all those Jewish people who are accepting the message of John the Baptist that, no, you've got to believe in Christ, but also a sign for the Jewish people in the synagogue in Ephesus that, no, God is now working in a new way. The The old uh, way of, of Judaism has been replaced with following Jesus Christ. So there's a, there's a lot of transition going on here. There's also some people want to make a point of the transition that's taking place as far as the hub of Christianity, where we saw Jerusalem was the hub of Christianity for a long time. But then 
as we start getting into the book of Acts, it kind of shifted to Antioch. That became the hub of Christianity, at least for the Gentile world. We don't really hear much about Jerusalem anymore. Well, now the hub of Gentile Christianity is shifting from Antioch to Ephesus. And is that part of what the Holy Spirit's endorsing here? Well, it's hard to say, but the point is that all this is a sign, a demonstrable sign given by the Holy Spirit that what Paul is doing is legitimate. So Paul's in Ephesus now. He's encountered some followers of John the Baptist. They've received the Holy Spirit. So Paul's rejoined a part of his team. He's back with Priscilla and Aquila and uh, presented the gospel in Ephesus. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through the book of Acts.